The monochrome man walks the streets of Riftdale once again. His path is certain, his gait is urgent, and none who pass him break his fixed gaze. Certainly not the average man passing by, walking his many, uh, many dogs. The average, the, the This is my tale from Riftdale. West Riftdale, late evening. I make my way down the sidewalk toward an abandoned warehouse. Birds have stopped chirping. Wind stopped blowing. It's like the world's holding still, uneasily waiting for the final exclamation mark at the end of this many years old novel. My name? Well, it used to be. But no one's called me that in a long time. These days... I just go by the chief. And now, for the first time in all these years, I only have one thing left on my mind. Revenge. You see, I've been here before, but back then... Back then, I was a different man. Years ago. Well over 77 years ago. But for me... Well, it just feels like a few months ago. Probably because it was a few months for me. Were you to look at me now, a middle-aged man, bags under his eyes, a perpetual scowl on his face, you may never guess that I was once a tidy, well-coiffed, and clean-cut officer. A young buck rising through the ranks in record time in his precinct. By all accounts, a proper fucking boy scout. I pulled late hours constantly and willingly. You see, I wanted to help the public in any way I could, believed in the inherent good of law and order, and that as long as protocol was followed, I could do no wrong. I was naive. I was stupid. I was optimistic. It's open. It was 6.45 on a Tuesday evening. Streaks of light climbing up the walls as the sun set outside. I was filling out my final report of the day, hoping to clock out and make it home before dark. I had a feeling you'd still be here. Always in early and out late. Do you even go home anymore? She entered the room like she owned it. And with her authoritative stance and the powerful clack of her heels, you may just be inclined to believe she did. Her lips were fiery red, her dress was midnight black, and her skin was, well, grayscale. What else would it be? Her, uh, her her dagger-like gaze pierced through the fishnet veil over her face, 
and her silk-gloved hands grasped a long, thin cigarette holder limply, as if to suggest her time was far more important than anyone else's in this building. And frankly, it probably was. Scarlet, what are you doing here? You know, there's technically a warrant out for your arrest, right? <laughs> I'm surprised the secretary didn't have an officer detain you. Scarlet was the head of a large crime syndicate in Riftdale. Well, crime is a strong word. Her group rarely did much to harm the average citizen. They instead got their funding from people and businesses looking for protection from far more dangerous gangs throughout the city. But that didn't change the fact that we didn't tolerate vigilante justice in our city. Oh, get over yourself, Captain America. You say that every time I walk through that door. Captain America? I'm not a captain, and my last name certainly isn't America. What is it even supposed to mean? I... don't know. Oh yeah, he, uh... he hadn't been invented yet. Sorry, it's been a while. Also, a warrant is a warrant. I could have you locked up right here and now, you know. Would you stop acting like the warrant is anything more than a formality? I'm starting to think you don't like... working with me. Okay, so it wasn't uncommon for the precinct to talk to Scarlet from time to time, but just for tips and an ear to the streets. It was strictly professional data gathering. But that can't be true, can it? The other officers seem to like my company, and you definitely seem to like my company. Alright, maybe I had developed something resembling a friendship with Scarlet, but nothing too serious. Just work friends with a common goal to better our city. When are you going to tell the other boys about us, anyhow? They're bound to be suspicious by now. They're practically guaranteed to catch us sneaking out together one of these nights. God damn it. Not so loud. Jesus, Scarlet, are you trying to get me fired? Don't make me laugh. The commissioner would never dream of it. What's he gonna do, make someone else chief of police? You know as well as I do that he hasn't made a decision on that yet. Whatever you say, chiefy. Listen, as much as I love these cute back and forths we have, I'm here on business. It's Death Row. He's back. Death Row. My first big case. He was the kingpin of a large and violent group of thugs. And he notoriously never showed mercy. Crossing him was considered a pending death sentence. And in fact, urban legend had it that he kept a running list of names of the people who did. Death Rose List. What do you mean? We took down most of his outfit months ago. Hell, your tip landed us practically his entire inner circle. At this point, he's just biding his time till we track him down. You think I'd be here if this wasn't serious? I like looking at you, Chiefy, but not enough to make a trip all the way here just for that. I've heard his name more and more lately, so I know he's been active, and he's plotting something. That's a pretty big assumption. Do you know what that something is? Wouldn't be here if I didn't. See, I'd offer to do something about it, but you know me and him got that agreement to stay out of each other's hair. So I figured I'd let you in on the fun. 
Let me do the dirty work, you mean. Don't tell me you're going soft on me. Of course not. I'm always hard. You wanna try that one again, or- Nope, shut up. Just tell me what you need to tell me. <laughs> He's planning to hit Focus Financial tomorrow. He needs a lot of cash, and fast. Whoa, 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 what? That's the biggest goddamn bank in Riftdale. Where did you even get this lead? Hmm. I don't suppose you'd let me say it's a woman's intuition? No, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. All right, all right, fine. One of his patsies told us. Poor thing was scared half to death. Said death row was going to do something with the money that was going to cause a lot of pain and suffering. Begged us for protection in exchange for more info. We told him he could stay at one of our hideouts until it all blows over. Are you happy? Ecstatic. So who's the patsy? They got a name? Come on now, Chiefy. That's not how protection works. Just trust me on this one, darling. No matter how much I pressed, Scarlet just wouldn't drop a name. But she was more than happy to tell us everything we needed to know. Where Death Row and his goons would be meeting up before the heist, how many of them there'd be, what they'd be driving, even what kind of firepower they'd be working with. And as it turns out, all her information was good. Next morning, we sent some of our best people along with a dozen cans of tear gas to their hideout. We hit them so hard and fast, they didn't have a chance to react. Not a single shot was fired, and we happened to catch them all right as they were about to roll out. And there was so much evidence available at the scene that I'd be retired before it was all properly documented. We had death row in a cell at the precinct before sundown that evening. It was by far the cleanest large-scale operation of my entire career. And I should have known it was way too easy. That was way too easy. Scarlet burst into my office at 9.45 the following morning. Jesus, Scarlet, you can't just come bursting into my office at 9.45 the following morning. What? Uh, sorry. I don't know why I said it like that. Anyway, uh, what are you talking about? What was too easy? Death Row. I've been going over it in my head, and there is no way he actually went down that easy. I wouldn't call it easy. We've been hunting him for months. You just got lucky and were handed a hell of a lead. He is the deadliest son of a bitch in this town. You so much as mention his name at the wrong time and place and you go missing. No one scares me, Chiefy, especially not men. But that man, he ain't got a soul. Well, then it's a good thing we got him behind bars. The bigger they are, the harder they fall, Scarlet. Just because he's behind bars doesn't mean he's not still dangerous. He's in custody. What's he gonna do? Rattle his cuffs? Put me on his list? Curse at me? Don't say that. What? Curse at me? No, before that. Rattle his cuffs? After that. Uh... Put me on his list? Don't say that. <laughs> Quit worrying so much, Scarlet. How about this? I'll have someone else handle questioning tonight. And you can watch over me personally and make sure that nothing happens. Maybe over dinner. Well, as romantic as that sounds, the last time you tried cooking something for us, you nearly burned your kitchen down. Hey now, I'm getting better. You sure are, darling. And you make the best charcoal this side of Riftdale. Alright, alright, I get it. How about we go out to eat then? You're hilarious. Wait. 
You're serious? Sure. Just got my good suit pressed. Been looking for a reason to wear it out. But the other officers might see. Well, I was thinking about what you said. And you're right. The other officers are practically guaranteed to catch us sneaking out together one of these nights. So, why bother sneaking? If we're going to be doing this, we may as well enjoy it. Well, I may just have to clear my schedule then. Pick me up at eight. Don't be late, Chiefy. As a matter of fact, I made sure to be five minutes early. We had one of the loveliest nights of my life. Dinner at this fancy new Italian place that opened downtown. A long, slow walk through Sunnymouth Park, and then drinks at her place. What do you drink? Oh, uh, I'm fine. Thanks. I, uh, don't drink. At least try this. It's my favorite. What is it? Wine and whiskey cocktail with lemon and syrup. Huh. That ain't half bad. I wasn't much of a drinker, but... I made an exception for that evening. What can I say? Scarlet knew how to mix a cocktail, and I wasn't going to be uptight on a night like that. I just wish I'd gotten to have another like it. Uh, Scarlet burst into my office again the following afternoon at 1.45 with gravely serious information. Sorry to burst into your office again the following afternoon at 1.45, but I have gravely serious information and I don't know why I said it like that. Uh... Anyway, there's something you need to know. I'm surprised you're this lively. You were a mess this morning. I was until I found out one of my girls spent all night trying to get a hold of me. What do you mean? Did something happen to the gang? Worse. The patsy is gone. Ah, shit. So Death Row's goons hit your hideout and took them, huh? No. It looks like they just walked out. What? Why would they do that? Because the fucking Patsy never needed protection in the first place. They left after Death Row was caught. They were probably sent by him with this information on purpose. So what then? You think Death Row caved? Just couldn't handle the pressure anymore and decided to let himself get caught? Jesus, Chiefy, add it up! Death Row was suspicious that I had worked against him when we busted his inner circle back then. That I'd broken the agreement. So he sent out the patsy to me with the information sure to get him caught. The patsy wasn't a patsy. They were bait. When the police showed up, that was all the confirmation Death Row needed. So you think that you're- I'm on Death Row's list. Okay, okay, calm down. There's no need to panic. He's firmly behind bars right now, and with all the evidence we have, he'll stay that way for a long time. Hell, getting a life behind bars is about his best-case scenario right now. Bullshit! You know what the list means. He won't stop until I'm six feet under. Come on now, the list is just an urban legend. And look, I'll personally make sure we station the best officers we've got at your place tonight. Death Row's goons will never even get close. It won't be enough. You have to kill him. Whoa, you know I can't do that, Scarlet. I may hate this sick son of a bitch, but he still needs to go to trial. Then let me in there. I'll put a bullet in his head myself. Scarlet, calm down. If I let you in there, the commissioner would have my badge before Death Row's body was cold. It's going to be okay. We just have to trust the system. 
If we do this by the book, he'll likely get the chair, and we'll never have to hear about this monster or his stupid list again. You're really going to put your job before my life? You know that's not what I'm saying. We just have to do this the right way. Otherwise, we're no better than him. Look, just go home. Scarlet, get some rest. Clear your head. I'll have a word with the commissioner and have officers sent to your place immediately. And if it makes you feel any better, I'll clock out early today and stop by. Fine. But I'll hold you to that. Don't let me down. I won't. I promise. See you tonight, Chiefy. Don't be late. She shut my office door gentler than usual, like all the strength had been drained out of her and replaced with a thick, viscous fear. Fear of a man that wasn't just a man, but a specter. Fear of a man who had made his name synonymous with the inevitability of death. Fear of a man who had found himself in my grasp. I was set to go in to question death row an hour later, but instead I spent a few hours pulling strings to make sure Scarlet would have all the protection I could get her, and I was told we'd have our best officers on it. That her apartment would be a fortress more safe than the fucking precinct. That's what I was told. I spent so long making calls and filling out paperwork that by the time I went in to question the perp, evening was beginning to creep in. Looked like I wasn't clocking out early that night. It looked like I wasn't going to be keeping my promise. I was going to need to make this quick. I started to walk down the hallway to the interrogation rooms, nerves creeping up my spine. For some reason, the hallway felt... longer that day. Once at the door, I paused a moment while I gathered my thoughts. The air around the interrogation room felt so... cold. Inside was a man responsible for more deaths than people I'd ever known. I took a deep breath and turned the handle. There he was, on the other side of the lone table illuminated by a single dangling light bulb sat the deadliest man in Riftdale's history, the man that eluded the police for all these years, the man that left a shadow of despair everywhere he went, the man that kept the legendary Death Rose List. Yeah, glad you finally showed your mug around here, see? And I never got used to his voice. Sorry I missed our little date yesterday. Had more important things to do. <laughs> it's okay to say you was scared. Ha, of what? Accidentally tripping over you? I'd watch my mouth if I was you, see? Yeah. I'll be sure to warn my kneecaps. Now look, we've got just about enough evidence here to get you enough electric chair sentences to fill a large family dining room. Confess, and I'll be sure we don't forget the nice, hot, last meal on the table. Yeah, don't try and play tough with me. Ain't nothing gonna happen to me, Chiefy. What did you just say? What? Ain't that what your friends call ya? Chiefy? Or is it reserved for lovers only? How the hell did you know about that? 
I know a lot of things, see? Got eyes and ears everywhere, see? No. Couldn't help but notice you didn't need to unlock the door when you came in here. Say, ain't you supposed to be somewhere by now? Hope you ain't too late, Chiefy! <laughs> I ran. I ran faster than I'd ever run before. A million thoughts were running through my mind. How was this possible? How many people were under Death Row's thumb? How deep did his influence run? And Scarlet, was there still time? Was she okay? Her apartment was only three blocks away from the precinct. I pushed past bystanders and rounded street corners faster than I ever had in my life. My thoughts still racing. Death Row. He was bluffing. He had to be. He was just trying to get inside my head. We had the best officers in Riftdale at Scarlet's apartment. That's what I was told. My fellow officers wouldn't lie to me. By the time the apartment was in sight, I already had my gun drawn. I locked eyes on her apartment window. Fourth floor, third from the left. I was so close. In mere seconds, I would be... I was too late. I stood frozen in the rain, staring at her window the one illuminated by the muzzle flash. I snapped out of it and rushed to her floor, knowing full well what I was going to find. RDPD, get on the fucking ground! The room was empty, fire escape window still open. The officers were nowhere to be found. And Scarlet was on the floor. Scarlet. The officers had killed her. I called for an ambulance, knowing full well it wasn't going to do anything. I couldn't even bring myself to move as first responders filled the room. And I don't remember much after that. When I eventually got back to the precinct, death row was gone. A shred of paper rested on the interrogation table, a torn off piece of his list. On it was Scarlet's name, crossed out. I'd let her down. I'd let down someone who trusted me. I voluntarily spent years working to expose crooked cops after that. Countless hours in my office poring over evidence and in the field revisiting old crime scenes. Only ended up getting 13 in total. Took every ounce of self-control I had not to execute them myself. I was given a promotion for my efforts. Chief of Police. Didn't feel earned. Didn't feel like I had caught them all. Worst part was, I never got to find out which one pulled the trigger. I stopped trusting everyone, even my colleagues, especially my colleagues. That is, until one day. <sighs> it's open. Hi, I'm 
Looking for the chief of police? You found him. You the new cadet? Oh, uh, yeah. My name's John Smith. I look forward to working with you, sir. No evil conniving kingpins were harmed in the making of Tales from Riftdale, no matter how badly you wish they were. Hi, my name's Ben, and I write and produce Tales from Riftdale as well as voice the Chief. The sultry voice of Scarlet was provided by Riley. Remember to check out their art Instagram, Shame Dumpster. There were no guest voices in this episode, but perhaps there will be next time. Keep an eye out on at Riftdale on Twitter. The music of Interlude Noir was provided by Manet. Visit ambientmanet.bandcamp.com to hear more. That's A-M-B-I-E-N-T-M-A-N-E-T.bandcamp.com. Or all the links I just mentioned will be in the description. This just in! You're going to share tales from Riftdale with your friends! Wow! Look at you go! Getting ready to share tales from Riftdale with your friends. Oh, by the way, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>